University of Arizona, and now he's your offensive line coach for Bruce Arians in Tampa. Pretty good career, yeah, I'd, I'd say, say, right? Well. And uh, it, it's funny to say, but, Coach, your job <coughs> is to protect Tom Brady. And if he gets touched, it is on you. Pags is giving me the thumbs up, <coughs> so let's see if we can get Coach on the line now. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good, Rocky. How you doing? I'm doing good. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time this morning. Not a problem. Uh, glad to do it. So, Coach, I was given a little quick bio of you. From, from a guy from Horseheads, New York, who's an All-American at Hamilton College, all the way to the NFL. Talk to us about that journey. <laughs> it, it, it's been a long haul, I'll say that much. But, uh, you know, I ended up, uh, ended up going to Hamilton and... Uh, you know, uh, it was either Hamilton or Hobart, and it's kind of just kind of funny how things worked out. Um, went up there, loved the school and the people. Uh, ended up meeting your uncle, Coach Eighty, and you know, played for uh, Coach Stetz and Steve Frank, and then Mike Davis was my line coach, who made a huge difference in you know me and what I wanted to do. And uh, while I was at Hamilton, you know, I said, hey, if I can't continue to play. You know, I wanted to get into coaching, and uh, my goal was to always coach the, you know, the old line in the NFL. And um, you know, obviously, graduated my senior year, wasn't good enough to make it to the NFL, and said I wanted to get into coaching. And you know, uh, I think it's 12 or 13 stops, and 35 years later, got here, and you know, had a chance to obviously win a Super Bowl, which was uh, just an unbelievable experience. And coach, I know you got um, your coach in one of your stops is at Albany for the legend Bob Ford, and a lot of coaches. It seems like a lot of successful coaches. That's one of the popular stopping grounds. And what was it like to coach for coach with Coach Ford? You know, it, it was funny. I, I remember Coach Ford when I when I started getting into wanting to coach. You know, I talked with Steve Frank, who was a head coach at Hamilton at the time, and he was good friends with Coach Ford. And Coach Ford had actually was coming out this way and we were going to Syracuse for a clinic or something and I ended up driving him and Coach uh, Frank and had a chance to introduce myself basically to Coach Ford and went on later to interview with him and you know I look back at the things that he taught me you know and at the time you don't quite grasp um, some of the things that you're learning as you go through the your process you know as a young coach or even as a young professional um, and I think the one thing I look back and realize what he taught me, just some simple things of, you know, time management, um, getting along with people, being prepared, you know, simple things that, you know, really going into that job, I had really no clue, my first coaching job. And uh, to this day, you know, he reached out to me during the season. Uh, we talked a couple times. Um, you know, uh, we had a, a mutual friend of ours um, talk with him and, um, I told them to say, hey, tell Coach, you know, I said hello. And I went back for his retirement party. And hey, just uh, a great mentor for me to start in the profession. And, you know, you look at the guys that he put there, Davey Campos, you know, Tony Wise, a couple guys that, you know, coached with the Dallas Cowboys and won Super Bowls as well. And, um, you know, we all started with Coach Ford. And there's a lot of other great coaches and guys that are still in the profession you know, that, that worked with him or for him. And, uh, you know, uh, Ed Zaloom, you know, was the head coach at WPI, and uh, Ed was the first guy that I worked under as an old line coach. And, you know, Ed's retired now, and I, I spoke to him the other day, you know. So it's just kind of unbelievable experience here starting back 35-plus years ago. And, Coach, you know, 
making it in coaching is such a tough field um, nowadays. And, you know, to, to see some of the stops that you've been at and the journey you've been on all the way to, the, you know, the, the NFL, was there ever a point in your in your career where you, you sat back and said, you know what, maybe this isn't what I should be doing? Or was it always coaching, coaching, and you were going to find a way to get through it to get to the NFL? You know, I, um, great question, Rocky. I, I'll be honest with you. You know, there's times when you go through – um, getting fired, and, and it's you know it's one of the things Coach Ford said to to us as young coaches coming in when we interviewed. He said, you know, if you stay in this business long enough, he goes, three things will happen to you. One, you'll win them all. Two, you'll lose them all. And three, you'll probably get fired at least once. You know, and I've lost them all. <laughs> I've won all. Came close <laughs> to winning them all. You know, I won the big one, but we came close to winning them all uh, at Toledo one year. We were ten and one, and then I've been fired. You know, and. When you you know it, it's like anything. Um, early on in your career, when you get fired for the first time, um, it you don't realize in the profession that's kind of it, it's going to happen, um, and people don't look down on it. You know, some people in the other professions may say, "Oh my God, you got fired." In this job, you know, it's the saying, you, "You get hired to get fired." And you know, when when it happens to you as a young coach, you're like, "Man, I'm not good enough." You go through all these things in your head. Um, and you start questioning just what you said. You know, do I need to move on to something else? Do I need to move on to something that has more stability, you know, for my family? Um, but it, some way, somehow, I've always been able to get, you know, find a job, uh, knock on wood. I've never been out of work. Uh, and, you know, I go back and say, you know, if you some simple things. You know, if you're a good person, you know, you get along with people, you do your job, you work hard, you know, uh, you'll land on your feet, and I've been very, very fortunate that that's happened. And, Coach, you come from a, a I should say, a coaching tree. Your brother, Nick, was a high school coach, and your your brother, George, who I did not know, um, won a championship in the USFL. So how special is that to be able to share um, some of those successes with your brothers? It's, it's really, really cool. My brother, George, was, uh, you know, a high school coach at Horsehead High School for 25 years, I think, um, where we went to school. And like you said, my brother Nick, um, who was a high school coach, um, it, it's been it's been great because uh, they understand the game, they get it, uh, they understand the sacrifices that I've had to make, you know, moving around the country um, with my family, you know, like my wife and kids have made unbelievable sacrifices as well, and and that's part of the gig, you know. Um, any coach will tell you that you know it's uh, you don't do it alone, you know, uh, and it's hard, and you just got to have some great support and. You know, not only your your you know your immediate family, your wife and kids, but then your siblings. And having two of my brothers that are coaches just make it a heck of a lot easier. And we're talking to Tampa Bay offensive line coach Joe Gilbert. And and coach, you know, your job's not too stressful, right? Your job is to protect the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> not yeah, just not another day, right? Yeah, yeah, just another day. And and uh, you know, the, a guy that's probably the greatest competitor I've ever been around. Um, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, you you know, as a as a coach, as a competitor, you know that's what you want. You know, I I don't know if there's that's what you strive for. You know, and I think you you go through your career saying what else would you want? You know, to protect the greatest guy that's ever played the game. Uh, and when you're around him and you see his preparation and what he goes through to get ready for a game each week is just remarkable. And it's just been unbelievable to kind of to to be around it and see it, uh, to work with them has been really, really special. And I think the players see that, you know, and, and 
everybody, uh, the entire organization, the everybody's level of uh, commitment, the whole thing completely changed, uh, in my opinion, a little bit when when he came in and um, I, and just gave everybody, hey, listen, we can do this type thing, you know. And he doesn't talk much, you know. Tom's is kind of a really quiet guy and uh, likes to have fun and all that. And uh, but when it comes to work time, it's work time, you know. And uh, that that appeared, everybody got that feeling pretty quick. Coach, I was real tough on uh, Bruce Arians midway through the season. I said, you know, I don't think, you know, maybe this isn't the right fit for him. He's got the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He's got a lot of talent. And and then all of a sudden something changed. And and I said, you know what, Bruce Arians and, and that entire offensive staff did a fantastic job. Do you th- did something change during the year or what, did the non-preseason you know, with Brady coming over, not having the time to work with us, work with the players in the preseason, did that hurt you guys to start the year? Yeah, I, I think, and not to criticize what you said, Rocky, but I, I think that people missed the boat um, that said, "Hey, you know, this isn't the right fit." Um, you, you know, you have all these pieces to the puzzle, and if you're in this business long enough, you just don't throw people into a pot and think you're going to get, you know, um, chicken soup. Right. So, um, it, it takes some time to put everything together. And without having preseason, you know, it went back to how important, you know, teams like the Saints, who had a, a team that basically came back intact, the Kansas City Chiefs who came back intact, you know, how important that was through COVID when we had no offseason. Sure. Um, they re- retained most of their free agents. You know, here we bring in a quarterback that has, to, you know, been in the same system for 20 years. And all of a sudden, you know, you're you're trying to, you know, piece it all together. You know, what's he comfortable with with learning the new system? How do we adjust ours to kind of fit with how he sees things? Um, all those things, and it takes time. It just, you know, and and that's the those are the reps, those are the relationships when you got a chance to sit down and talk to people and and say how do you see things? You don't have the time to do that. We got thrown into camp, and it was on the fly. Right. You know? And. Um, so it, it did take us some time to get that stuff all together. And when we finally did, you know, um, we had that rough patch in the middle of the season, as you alluded to, and probably that's when everybody started criticizing, well, <coughs> you know, Bruce kind of, I guess, said some stuff, you know, or with Tom and that. And, and uh, But the one thing people don't see behind the scenes stuff, that relationship was never strained um, at all. It, they were just trying to find a way to get the whole thing and. Byron Leftwich, in my opinion, you know, did a phenomenal job with Tom, you know, really working with him and Byron, you know, uh, working things out where they got onto the same page late in the season. We got on that right after our bye week. We got on a run. And then, you know, uh, really that's when we started improving as a football team. And, you know, I think Tom said it in an interview the other night or whatever. You know, I really think when we hit the Super Bowl, we were we were still going up. You know, we hadn't really even hit our peak yet, and um, and we just kind of started getting into a groove, which was great. Yeah, and, and coach, you guys, you know, you finished the regular season, I think, one in four straight, and then, you know, the playoffs. Oh, you guys just had to go beat Drew Brees, you had to go beat Aaron Rodgers, you had to beat, you know, I think a Washington team that, you know, their front seven was as good as anybody's, and then, you know, to get to the Super Bowl, I'm not sure many people. I picked you guys. But I don't think many people gave you guys a shot to beat Patrick Mahomes. No, I don't think they did either. And uh, you know, it was it was it was amazing because we after that Washington game, 
I really think everybody started saying, man, this is, you know, every day in the practice field, it's, a, it's pretty cool because our facility is kind of across the street from where um, Raymond James Stadium is. And as the process for them to get the Super Bowl ready, you could see all the signs going up. And the one side of the stadium where our practice fields are that we could look over every day and see was a massive, um, uh, big poster kind type thing they put on the side of the stadium uh, of the Super Bowl trophy, you know. And it was amazing when you're out there practicing every single time at the end of practice, say, hey, guys, you know, in three weeks, turn around, you know, we could be in there. You know, in two weeks, we could be in there. In one week, got one more to get you know we could be in there and and it happened you know and then you know through the two weeks of preparation for the super bowl you kept winning now we got a chance to win that thing, you know so it, it was pretty cool and um you know I, I i honestly believe our players went in there as confident not cocky but confident um to go in there and, and win it and we did and coach, talk to us if you can for a few minutes, just on the you know the celebration at the end when the clock struck zero, and I, you know, offensively and defensively, great game plans on both sides of the ball from from Tampa. What did it feel like at the end to celebrate? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, um, when I worked for Chuck Pagano at the Colts, you know, Chuck always talked about when he had cancer, there were certain things he wanted to do. Uh, one, you know, wanted to, you know, dance at his daughter's wedding, and two, he wanted to dance under the confetti, you know, winning a Super Bowl. And unfortunately, we didn't get that done for him at the Colts. But to do that, and the confetti's coming down on you, uh, you know, Bruce and Tom are up on stage holding up the Lombardi. You're on the field with your wife, um, and I, I, you know, it just kind of all comes together where you sit there and say, man, all the hard work, all the time away, the sacrifice your families do. Um, it just was kind of, it's like a, a huge, like, reward for everybody, you know. And um, and I think that, that was the one thing that with the uh, the celebration parade, that the boat parade that they had uh, in Tampa here, you know, on Wednesday of that week, you know, we were able to have our families on the boat with us. And just to look and see my four kids and my wife enjoying that day uh, with other families, you know, players' families and, and wives and you know, looking out and seeing all the people cheering for us and that. It's just kind of, it was a reward for them that I know they'll never forget. Coach, were you worried that Brady was going to throw you the, the trophy in the water? Would you have caught it? I, <laughs> I was not a bit, I was not, I was not near his boat. We, he wasn't going to throw that to any old line, but I just, <laughs> um, and, uh, it was, uh, just seeing it on the news, you know, it was funny because we were kind of all spread out along the, the river where we were going on the boat parade. So, you know, we really, had no idea that even happened until you know the next day or that night you're watching the news and you're like oh my god you know but um that nah, was funny coach from from horseheads to college then you know hamilton college to division one coach super bowl champ super bowl uh you know and that confetti came down did you ever look up and say boy did, did you ever think you'd get there no i, I don't think you ever think will you get there i think that you know the one thing i've kind of learned um, I've enjoyed the process uh, of moving along and you know you just do your job and then when you get on a, a run and whether it was in college when you have a great season you just sit there and you know hey maybe we can get to a bowl game or you know hey now all of a sudden you know we can get to the playoffs in the NFL and then you get on a run and you're saying this you know we might even have a chance to get into the Super Bowl and I don't think you ever sit back and, and, and say that but I, I 
have come to enjoy the the process and the journey a little bit. Um, and I look back, and, and I mean, there's so many people that I could thank along the way so far that, that have really influenced me, uh, have given me great advice, uh, great friends in this profession. Uh, and I'm sure, like you talk to your uncle all the time, I mean, it's a, it's a great profession. Uh, it really is. You meet some unbelievable people, uh, great players, guys. I see, you know, I've been in Nantucket on the beach, and all of a sudden I look up and there's a guy that I coached at University of Pennsylvania uh, at my second job, you know, and that's over 30 years ago, and he remembers you, you know. It's just stuff like that, you know. I ran into Coach Gallup, uh, one of the guys I worked for at Northeastern University, you know, on the beach last summer in Nantucket. I turn over, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Coach Gallup and his wife, Vicky went over and talked to them, you know. And so it's just a really uh, great, great situation. I've been blessed. I've been around some great people, um, and I've, you know, knock on wood, I've still got some, some years left in me to keep going and see what else happens. Well, Coach, listen, it's an honor to have you on. I really appreciate you taking the time with me. If you ever come back this way, um, I'd love to get a chance to meet you uh, in person, but I, I can't thank you enough for the time. Oh, Rocky, I, I enjoyed it. I love that area. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I've got fond memories of being there at Hamilton and um, and recruiting upstate New York for God, I don't know how many years I had it when I was in college and going back through there and just the coaches. And, um, I've got a great love for that state. Uh, I've got a great love for that area, and I'm just glad to, you reached out and gave me an opportunity to have a have a few minutes here with you to talk about it. Well, we appreciate it, Coach. Good luck in the off season. Look forward to next season. Thanks, Rocky. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. Uh, tell your uncle I said hello. I will, for sure. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. My Uncle Paul actually said he was probably the best lineman really? to come out of there. He said he was wow. an absolute stud, um, you know, at Hamilton College. And, um, you know, a couple things with, with, with that interview. And, again, the, the coaching profession is so tough. It's co- tough in basketball, too, yep. right, to make it to, uh, you know, the big time. And here's a guy from Horseheads, New York, who we played my junior